to another episode of the Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend, he's Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to all listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. And this time, we really are doing The Bachelorette, season 17, <laughs> Katie's season, and episode 5. Now, Chris, hold my hands up there. A bit of a fuck up on the old numbering, so people might have been trying to listen to The Bachelorette and got a bit of Love Island. That was on me. <laughs> but we start off this episode, don't we? Caitlin's talking to ta- uh, to Katie, yeah. and she's talking about you know how the other guys are going to react, and you know, well, how the fuck do you think they're going to react? So, so what do you reckon to that opening kind of scene there? Well, obviously she comes in, the guys are all sat there, pretty cool. And it's like, you know, someone from my past. I'm like, this is so false. He's so, <laughs> you know, he is the guy. I trust this guy. And I'm like, you hardly knew fucking Blake. And then Blake comes in and it's... Well. Well. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, go on. Oh, all right. Well, what have you got? What information have you got? No, no. I don't have any information, but I'm just, you know, when... Um, when Dale walks in for Claire's season and then after a f- the first episode, we're like, there's no fucking way they haven't been speaking. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what I've said. Exactly what I'm thinking and I've got down is for me, he comes in, does a bit of a speech, fucking psycho hunter is ready to put him on his fucking <laughs> kill board there, Dave, because he is not fucking stable, that man whatsoever. But... I'm putting it on the line. We exactly what you've just said. Fucking Blake and Katie have definitely had a dabble, or they have been on some sort of date or something because they are too familiar for me, Dave. The connection from Tasha's show to the way Blake is with her, and I know they all go all in on this. It was too comfortable the way it all happened, and I honestly think they've they've been dating each other outside. I think they've definitely been talking. And I think, didn't Katie say something like, oh, Blake said to me, congratulations on your appearance and what have you, and that was it. Yeah, all right. (laughs) (laughs) And I know people have said to us in the past, I'm sure it was Didi who wrote into us and said, you know, there is a kind of togetherness with this bachelor and bachelorette crowd because they've all been through that kind of same experience. So there's, there is this camaraderie, if you like, but I'm just not having it. They yeah. have definitely been speaking. They are way too familiar. Uh, it's not just about knowing their on-screen personas. And um, yeah, I, I'm kind of feeling like nothing added up. It's like, oh, well, so Blake messaged her after she'd finished on Matt's season and literally just turns up halfway through this one. Well, if you're that fucking, like, if you know, like, oh, Katie, she's amazing. Because all the other guys are like, are you here for the right reasons? And Blake calls himself out, doesn't he? This is the third Bachelorette I've seen. But, you know, Katie's different. <laughs> yeah, all right. So yeah, I, I just think it, it doesn't add up, does it? If you wanted to get on the season, get on from the fucking start. There was nothing stopping you from doing that. Matt's season had fully aired before they announced that Katie and Melissa were going to be the next two bachelorettes, weren't they? Yeah. Blake could have got on the phone to his fucking agent at that point and said, get me on that season. 
but the producers are like this will cause right old drama this will if we if we do the same thing that we did with the last bachelor season and, and introduce him halfway through and piss all the guys off great tv <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I, I think you're right like it, it's all too familiar what makes me laugh is you know carl and it was the guy last week who got absolutely thrown to the wolves and, and katie threw him off the show oh what's he called the one who said he went to the back uh, thomas thomas yeah thomas not marcus a, as i kept calling as him. marcus yeah marcus <laughs> or steve as you called me yesterday Dave. but anyway um, isn't what blake's doing pretty similar to what he did Thomas, because he's only doing it for exposure. There's something gone on there with Katie or like say some sort of dialogue or the familiar, some after party or whatever, but it all seems too cute. And and I honestly, they were, they threw the other two, Carm and Carl's an idiot, but it was all the same sort of scenario and they threw him under the bus and I'm like, well, he's surely doing the same thing. The problem is, I feel like we say this every week, but they're all such a bunch of massive hypocrites. But if if you can figure out, if someone can say something that truly lets the guard down, you know, and, and everyone else can see, oh, he's just here for social media followers. Oh, he's not here for the right reasons. Oh, my God. Uh, then he's thrown to the wolves. <laughs> it's like a public execution. It's like the fucking crucible. Chris, that's what it's like. Everyone just goes nuts. Like as soon as they could sniff out, he's here for the wrong reasons. <laughs> and I just think it's <laughs> it, it's utter nonsense. But you know, and Katie, got to hand it to her. She has read the script. She is good at being this lead. She's watched all the previous seasons. She is very rehearsed, and she's saying, you know, she just has to follow her heart. Um, you know, when the guys are obviously pissed off that she's letting Blake in, but not only that, Chris, she twists the knife. She's got the knife right in the ribs there, and she's twisting it because it's like Blake. Do you want to come on a date with me? And he walks yeah. off, and he's got like the his hand on the small of her back. You know, oh all you needed God. was for him to turn around and and give it the fucking fist in the air kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I, it's just I, it's a bit of drama. But I now think from what what I've seen in this episode, Blake's going to go far in this season. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is, Dave. Because I think as well, like, you've got Hunter there who just, like, say, he looks like an absolutely psychopath. You've got Aaron who fucking whinges. And again, he's like, <laughs> as much as I don't like Hunter, it's weird, isn't it, how these people have come to the fore from nowhere. Every episode, there seems to be another baddie steps up and it was Hunter, won it? I know he's been a bit of a loose cannon and on the edge, but it was all about Hunter being, like, weird and, and just really intense with people. But Aaron again, I need to tell Katie, no, you fucking don't. She's got eyes. Andrew S was right last week with Trey. Let her make her own decisions. If she, we, We've seen Katie a couple of times already take people's um, things as face value. Carl was one. He was complete game changer, complete manipulator. She took it at face value when every guy and all the guys like, what the hell is going on? Same with Thomas. They, they've all threw Thomas under the bus. Now Aaron's there, the fucking crusader. It's like, Concentrate on yourself. If you you're compatible with Katie, it doesn't fucking matter what the other people are doing. I don't care. They might be writing notes to her and everything, and fucking you know sticking stuff under the door, telling her how bad everyone is. She'll see through all that, you know. And if she doesn't, then you don't deserve to be with her. It's like they're all these fucking do-gooders, and it gets on my nerves. They're all 
hypocrites and exactly the same as Carl and Thomas Dave. They're all blaggers. We've seen we went over this last week, but it just fucking frustrates me. And when when Blake went on the date with her, I was like, good. Let's hope it fucking pisses them all off because at the moment there's only a couple of them who are genuine in there, and and Aaron and fucking Hunter are not them two. Well, Aaron just loves a really good moan about someone, doesn't he? Like he'll single someone out, and then that's it. He, he just you never see him talking about anything else. He's just whinging about one particular bloke. First of all, it was the guy, the other guy from San Diego, whose name I don't care to remember. Um, then he was moaning about Carl. Then he's moaning about Thomas. <laughs> now yeah. he's moaning about Hunter. So I, I don't know how he's still here um, because that's uh, presumably some off-camera stuff where he's actually spending some good time with Katie. But all we see of him is he's just having a good moan about someone. Yeah, yeah. And and. And you're right. And obviously when Blake goes on the thing, he's like, I'm scared of horses. Put him on a horse. Best thing you can do. <laughs> I, I've never rode a horse, so I can't say anything. I'd shit myself as well, Dave. I'd be thinking I'm going to fall. But what's weird about this show and, and, and the horse riding and later on with the game is there's no health and safety. They've not got helmets on a fuck all. Blake's never supposedly ridden a horse before, but they're not bothered about him not wearing a helmet or all falling off the horse. And when he does sort of book the horse, Katie's laughing her fucking head off. She's like, oh, <laughs> hilarious. He's probably thinking, fuck me, I'm going on my head here. You know, so... <laughs> He'll be he's, all right. He's got yeah. a big buzz light year head. <laughs> <laughs> but then it leads to sort of... Katie revealing to Blake about the situation she said about, you know, it's mm. not right in the relationship. She had the, 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 someone taking advantage of her and all that. And he, you could see he was trying to pick his words right, you know, which you you would, Dave, no, no taking the mick, you would do that. But we then get a singer, Lane Hardy. I've, I've never heard of him, but I know, I don't mind a bit of country and Western. Obviously a country singer from America. I don't know how famous he is, but it was all lovey-dovey. And then we get, this is where I think these two have definitely had a bit that kiss was more intense than I've seen a kiss anyone else, Dave. Yeah. She, she was getting quite hot and heavy with Thomas until he got, you know, weeded out by the guys, I, I think. But it, it was more than that, wasn't it? It, yeah. it felt very, very familiar, very passionate. And yeah, it, it was probably this, the moment when I thought as well, I'm like, hang about. This, this doesn't add up. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where it turned. And when he comes back to the house, Dave, we then get the game. We get the bash ball battle. Two commentators, two Bachelor alumni come on and they don't know who they are. One of the guys is like, I don't even know who they are. And it's like, I don't know either. <laughs> I've not watched it that long, so I can't say who they are. But one of them was really good. He sounded like a proper play-by-play commentator. And Katie, but again, you're putting all these big guys. Andrew S, obviously, either he's not allowed to play because he's insured or he would absolutely run a fucking freight train through, hopefully, Hunter. No, and that was, that was the, Andrew S. He was the one who didn't appear on the group date. So they knew whoever didn't go on the group date would get the single one-on-one date. Yeah, no, what I mean is, you know, in the game, because Andrew S mm-hmm. is an American footballer, he probably isn't oh, allowed yeah, to play yeah, yeah, because yeah. he would either yeah. absolutely train wreck everybody or he's maybe not insured to do it because of his profession. However, yeah. I really wished he was playing Dave because fucking Hunter wanted taking down a peg or two because he took it like he was in the Super Bowl. or he, I mean, it was like rug, <laughs> it was a cross machine rugby and American football. And he was just taking fucking names, that man. I mean, talk about trying to impress 
your girlfriend. It's not like we're at school here and we're playing footy. I, I told that story about the girls all singing the, the Karate Kid song, Winning the Air, yeah, you know, when we were playing foot, maybe on the VHS. It wasn't that. This was like he was trying to make sure that nobody survived this game so he had less people to go up against because he had killed Dave. He's the man you want on your team if you're going to win something. I, I, I just don't know what was going on in his head. I mean, it, it didn't seem to count against him later. Um, but, you know, acting like a violent fucker <laughs> you know, yeah. doesn't, it should be setting off a few red flags, I think. Um, yeah. And he definitely set the tone in this. It was kind of like full contact basketball, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a cross between both. I think rugby and basketball and American football, it was weird. Yeah, but again, you you just wonder because they they were playing some of the not the commentary, but people were talking like over the top of the game, and and it, it sounded like Hunter set the tone. You know, someone was coming in ready to make a shot, and he just comes across like he's the fucking fridge, William Perry, to just completely <laughs> take him out. And someone said, like, that set the tone. So everyone else was flying into these uh, into these tackles. And the thing is, Chris, I don't know. Did you ever play rugby at school? I did, Dave. I didn't. I didn't. I was a prop actually. I, I wasn't a massive fan of rugby, but I did play it for a couple of years. Yeah. 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 Well, I was brought up in a rugby town wasn't I so I couldn't avoid it but you know in rugby I feel like they tend to tackle for the legs you know you go for the legs first and then it doesn't matter how big people are they you know they can't run with no legs so if you get a good grip around there whereas for people who've played more like football they seem to go in for the shoulders don't they yeah and because you've got those big pads and everything that's, that's it kind of protects you so you actually you know, they're properly slamming their bodies into each other. Whereas here, they didn't have those pads and they were still absolutely flying into each other. And it all came to a head, didn't it? When Justin just comes absolutely through the back of Michael, who'd said previously, it's like, all these guys are ripped and I'm here with my dad bod. Yeah. <laughs> and it was bang out of order, I felt, with Justin that. And he kind of apologised for it but Chris that is a proper see you next Tuesday's trick that isn't it bang yeah. out of order if you come in straight on for someone and you hurt them or maybe even from the side I think that's fair game but when you come right through someone's back like that that was really fucking dangerous yeah and you get whiplash Dave people get shoulder injuries neck injuries serious stuff it's not anything to mess up if you're doing it as a professional sport then you, you know what you do but this is the back so I just I just question Dave in this day and age with fucking health and safety and I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy watching because I did but I cannot believe they've let someone like this go in the show and, they, and they're actively because they could sue the show these people are getting they got absolutely polaxed all these people it was just <laughs> so fucking weird what about last season when you know Rachel Kirkconnell like slammed into the floor with a um with a parachute? You know what, Dave? That's a great point because we thought Rachel was in serious seriously hurt, didn't we? She absolutely hit the floor. That's more dangerous than them playing this game. But again, they just allow it. I, I've never there must be some insurance clause on this because it is great that they still do it. But when you watch it now, you think, I'm just thinking as a, as a four-year-old man thinking, 
I'd really be hurt and probably be in bed for weeks now with some of them tackles. When it was 10 years ago, I'd have been fine. But now I think I'd be absolutely wiped out the game. But yeah, you're right. She was in a bad way. And, and she took it all on the chin, to be fair. Because we even questioned, I think me and Sam said, was it a body double? But I don't think it was. I don't think it was. In, in the, uh, yeah, in that one, we, I'm sure I was thinking at the time, it's like, is that a stunt person? But I think seeing a bit more of this now, it definitely wasn't in this episode, was it, with Michael no. A getting taken out? So uh, maybe it was. Maybe they're just fucking reckless. And the contracts that they sign, they're like, you know, if you die on fucking <laughs> on a one-on-one or a group date, basically you can't sue us. You know, they can write these contracts however the fuck they want, can't they? So and you, you, know. you know what, David? And don't worry, we'll make sure that we put a rose on your casket as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get a special black rose. A black um, rose delivered by Chris Harrison. <laughs> I mean, these these guys are okay, though, aren't they? They're they're in their twenties or thirties. They they can recover these things. Chris, I was putting on a bit of a sprint last night, and fucking McGroin went, and I'm just like, oh fucking hell, I'm old. I keep forgetting. Should <laughs> have warmed up properly, David. Should have warmed I up. I didn't properly warm up. That is the problem. And like, it just fucking started running. And it's just like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm that. just trying to carry on. I'm on the fucking ibuprofen today. <laughs> no, I can't say anything. I started running again, but I've not run for about a month and I was running. I did four miles and my hip went, my back and my hamstring went and I've not done it since, Dave. So I need to start it. Yeah, this getting old is not good at all. But anyway, moving on to the group day, Dave, what did you think happened there or did anything stand out? I thought the thing that stood out most of all was she pulled Michael for a chat first, basically saying, you're not going to sue us, are you? You are okay. It'd have been <laughs> fucking funny. Actually, no, it wouldn't be funny at all, but it would have made me laugh uh, if he had turned up in the fucking neck brace and everything. <laughs> <laughs> fucking arms in, in plaster. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, just glad to be here with you, Katie. You know, Michael puts out that it was his wife's birthday the previous day. And, uh, you know, obviously that's a bit fucking emotional, isn't it? But it wasn't so much, you know, that sharing that with Katie. It's actually when he was speaking to the blokes and like Greg seemed to be getting quite emotional as well. Got to admit, Chris, I was kind of gone. Yeah, I I was lumping the throat, Dave. I've got to say that that is not scripted. You would never thinking about that what oh, and, and they were saying Greg saying like you know the stupid little things that I'm worried about and he's got this and he's such a cheerful yeah. person and it's like that is real life no matter what you think of the show and how scripted I think it is that that was so personal I don't think that was something that the, for once I don't think the producers were at fault with that that's just an, an organic conversation that come out yeah and I'm still not not letting these guys off the hook, you know, are they there really for the for the right reasons? But for that moment, it wasn't about Katie. It was she wasn't there. This, yeah. you know, this was just a moment the guys were sharing. So I I fully bought into that. And I yeah, everyone when they hear that, you know, it's not just that you're feeling for Michael, you you're sort of putting yourself in that position, aren't you? You're thinking, fucking hell, how'd I cope? You know, and so yeah, that that was quite an emotional moment that. It was, to be fair. And from there, you, you, I think Greg went on a date with Katie, gets another kiss. They're quite passionate again. They, they have got a nice connection. But 
It was all about fucking Weirdo Hunter from this point. How he yeah. ended up with a fucking rose. I've got a question, Katie's judgment here, Dave. I'm sorry. She's made some really strange things, but she, how has she not noticed that in Chris's reality radar, that Hunter is very unstable? Because I don't get it. He looks like he's on the edge for me. This reality right now. <laughs> it's going to be the I don't know what it's got it. to do with anything here. <laughs> but he looks, I, I, yeah, I don't know if I should say this, but he looks like a little troll to me. You know, I, I just don't get that. He whips out the, you know, pictures of his kids uh, that he'd previously, you know, he told us he'd pretty much neglected and neglected his whole family. But, you know, oh, he's such a great dad. Um, that obviously did the job. I thought uh, we saw Michael, didn't we, have his first kiss? Old thirty-one-year-old yeah. virgin Michael. Again, he kind of comes in with that Stephen Hawking like voice that he has, and he even says he's leaning in for the kiss, and he's saying he talks in terms of sports, and he's like, "So here is our first kiss," <laughs> <laughs> literally before they're about to lock lips. So I thought that was pretty funny. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, you, again, you get Aaron moaning that, you know, Hunter had set the whole tone for what happened to Michael. Um, and, yeah, I agree. I did not see that coming. Hunter is absolutely confident in himself. He's looking around. He's like, yeah, none of these other guys, none of them have got any on <laughs> anything on me, which I kind of half, you know, he's got confidence, the lad, hasn't he? Yeah, half kind of admire it, but uh, the other half thinks he's just an arrogant prick. But I agree, I, I don't see what Katie is seeing. But you know, he, he almost, you know, he's almost ready to do a little victory dance and rub it in everyone's faces, isn't he? But I think from that point, after he's got the rose, and he's still, you know, he doesn't just back off. I think that's where he oversteps the mark for me. Yeah, and, and that's where he was one of the ones at the fore for like Carl and Thomas, and he was like outraged by all this. But I think what he did was worse because like they were right. I think it was James. I just call him Mr. Boxman, but the guy who come in the box, slick back air. He, mm-hmm. he, he pulled Kate and he's like, I'm not having it. He, he said, we're fighting to stay in here. And he's got, he got a rose and he's pulling her for a chat. And they were right to say that. And he's, and then arrogant fucking hunters like, well, I'm after Katie. I'm here. I'm, I'm not saying that not that it, what he's saying isn't wrong, but I'm like, these ways of doing it and you look like a complete hypocrite. And that's where for me, I got so annoyed and thinking you absolute wanker. You've completely gone at other people for doing far less than what you're doing. And you're just being an arrogant yeah. prick now. Like, so, so I'd love to see next time if he's in the last few, how he feels if one of the guys comes or like Aaron or James and pulls Katie when he's got a fight for his place. Cause I can guarantee Davey will not be happy at all. He's, he, I yeah. feel some of the guys are a bit scared of him, you know, because when he come over, James and that were like, Oh, here we go with Aaron. They were like, sort of as, as if they've experienced this sort of aggressive attitude before. So we've not seen that on camera, but it, it felt like it was really tense and he didn't do, there wasn't really much in it. He was a bit of an arse, but, and he admitted that, well, if I am, I am. And I'm deal with it. And I'm like, no, you're just ruining your whole argument for me. Yeah. Like you say, there's a way of doing it. I get the impression he's one of these guys who just treats everything like a competition and goes over the line more often than not. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
bet on having nobody a race gets or something that. like that. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's going to get that reference. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> but Chris, what did you reckon to the Andrew Estate? I think that's been coming, Dave. He, you know, he was quite critical as Trey last episode, and I, and I have to, I went with him. I absolutely went with Andrew S. He, he was quite open with a one as well. So, so, and he got a rose. So, I think he deserved it, Dave. I think what he said last episode to Trey, he deserved the rose then for that. And I know, yeah, he was nice. It was nice. There was a kiss mm. there. There was a nice chat about um, the racism issue and, and obviously having mixed race. Kids and, and Katie said it's about love, it's not about the colour of your skin and that. And that, that is a conversation. We had that in Matt's season as well, didn't we? Matt even yeah. said that, you know, about he, he grew up in a mixed race uh, with mixed race um, parents. He was mixed race. It, it was the whole thing about the racism that's there, you know, and, and it's wrong. And I think that was a, it was a great discussion, to be fair, because it is something that would it would be have to be addressed if they become, became a couple. So no, I think they dealt with it really well. Yeah, and it was nice because... Clearly, Andrew's been with someone who was worried about that. Yeah. And Katie's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you yeah. know, which is kind of, you know, it, it was nice of them. And then again, they had that conversation. So I think the date went really well. Um, kind of liking where these two are. I, I, like you say, I thought Andrew S last week, you know, was, was basically saying, you know, don't treat Katie like she's a fucking... Uh, incapable uh, damsel in distress, you know, let her, let her make her, treat her like a grown up and let her make her own mind up. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm out of all the guys, uh, I'm quite liking Andrew S. Yeah, I, I am as well. I think, I think it all went really well. And, and obviously, we get to the rose ceremony. This is the last rose, guys. And uh, <laughs> Quarley was the main one that I remember who went and they were quite gutted, but. Didn't do a lot, did he? He was involved at the start a little bit, and I thought he'd have the promise because I'd said to you, I think you had the best body on there when he came on. It was him and James come on, and I'm not just about your body, but I thought he, he'd have more to offer. But he seems to just fade into the background, so I think he really did the right decision. Other than Hunter, still baffles me that he's doing <laughs> but fucking Brendan, Brendan, who Brendan yeah. gets a fucking rose, and I'm like, oh, who the fuck's that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, sure, I'm sure I remember. He, he must have been on that first episode, but I don't really remember him doing a lot. Wasn't there someone on Tasha's over the half a season with Tasha where one of the guys got right near the end and you were like, he's not even been in it. But she, she, <laughs> yeah. you must make a good fucking cup of tea or something, Dave, because you just kept him in, Tasha. <laughs> yeah, I agree. There's always some fucking deadbeat who you don't know anything about and just seems to survive in the undergrowth of it all and then pops up in the last four like, I've loved you forever. He's uh, just, yeah, it is what it is. But I do think, to be fair, out of the five episodes, this was probably one of my favourites. We've had a couple of flashpoints and it's been a bit dreary, but we have had a few look. But this, for me, had a little bit of what I like, bit of action, a bit of fucking nastiness and, and all that. And people like sort of underhandedly sort of getting Katie's attention. That's what The Bachelor and Bachelorette's about for me, Dave. It's just about people being cutthroat and ruthless. I thought you were going to say somewhere else. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know what you're going to say, but there you go. Yeah. It's like people being cut throat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I must admit, because we've been on a bit of a high love island as well, I was thinking, oh, I can't watch The Bachelor now. But I do think this episode was really good. 
and I did genuinely enjoy it. You know, it still feels a bit of a slog at the whole two hours, you know, but I I, I think it was good and, and probably I can't think of a better episode this season. I know we're on only on episode five, but um but yeah, hopefully long may it continue. Because I tell you what, Chris, for the next week's preview, it looks like there's plenty of drama. Oh yeah, Dave. It looks like everybody's getting the fucking Andrex out and they're gonna be crying uh, crying. Like everyone. <laughs> everyone, yeah, everyone. Fucking, uh crying away there. So yeah, I, I think like I say, hopefully plenty of drama will be on its way there. Right, Dave. So thank you today. And like I say, we'll look forward to next week now. But also our Patreon is going crazy. I can't thank you guys. We both can't thank you enough. We've now got another Patreon. We've got Mr. David Brennan. We mentioned it on the last show. It's just fantastic. We've now running at nine Patreons. So thank you guys. Patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast if you want to support us. And I'll do the quick roll of honor. So we'll go from top to bottom this time. So we've got Mr. David Brent, which is our good friend Ed from uh, Twitter, at Brent Love Island. He's been on before as a guest on this show. We've got Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy Green, Haley. Tracy, Lauren, Lucky Lulu Green, and Kent Gustafson. So thank you guys as always. We really, really appreciate it. Get over to our Facebook as well, Chris and Day's Reality TV cast, and join the chat. And you know, we'll approve you. It's all run by our good friend Charlene, and, and it's all good fun. All the episodes are posted over there. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. And also, if you want to follow us on social media at CD Reality Cast. And with the emails, we have had one from our good friend Lorraine Dave, and it says nice. Hi, guys. I've just finished watching The Bachelorette and what a slog it was. The only way to get through it was to do the ironing at the same time. Well, that is definitely (laughs) bad. I still don't know which was more odious, but I'm leaning towards The Bachelorette. What I take away from what I take away with me from this episode is how much of a dick Hunter is, and I can't get past this gross, throaty snort, which happened far oh. too many times. <laughs> I didn't notice it actually, but now she yeah. said it, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna pick up on that. Please tell me you noticed it too, and I am not the only one grossed out by it and by him. I didn't. Did you, Dave? It's it's more like it's throaty, but a bit nasally as well. You know when someone's like gonna like really. Get it from yeah. the back of their throat to, you know, spit. And it's, yeah, it's pretty nasty. Oh, and then she's, oh, that's minging. <laughs> and then she finishes off with, there was more I wanted to comment on, but Hunter's snotty, phlegmy, snorting completely <laughs> sidetracked me. Until next time, your friend Lorraine. So thank you, Lorraine, as always. Another great email. No, oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Now, Chris... We're done with reality TV again. It is that time of the week that we are going to, uh, I can't remember, what did we call it? The summer body summer challenge or something. Summer challenge, that'll do. Yeah. Seamless transition there. Um, <laughs> so we both wobbled a little bit last week, so I'm intrigued. How did you do this week? I'm still wobbling, Dave, because... I am exactly the same weight as last week. <laughs> Wobbling but, in every way. Uh, literally in every way. However, <laughs> however, the good news on the horizon is from yesterday, I started properly because we literally have a resemblance of a kitchen now. So I've got a cooker, a hob. I've got. I've just built the table today. I've done all the stuff that we need. The placing of the food, I'm back on the egg white omelettes and that this week, Dave. So... It, hoping by next week we're going to see some proper progress because I've had two weeks of just eating shit and just 
picking food when I can, having takeaway, trying to have healthy takeaways, which doesn't, it's not, there's no such thing as a healthy takeaway, Dave. But <laughs> trying to just be a bit thingy and it's not gone anywhere. So, so yeah, so I'm still at the same weight I was last week, but I'm hoping next week to have some good news because I've got no excuse now. Well, you're still down from when we started. You, I know. So but... if you're two, three, three, you're 25% of your target. We've still got a good few weeks to go yet. Um, but you've stuck on that for like two weeks now. So it, it, it sounds no like you're on the, yeah, you're on the right track to do a full court press. So <laughs> what about yourself, David? So I uh, got on this morning uh, and then I got on again about 20 minutes later. <laughs> Go to the toilet, did we, Dave? I was, <laughs> I was 187.8 pounds. <laughs> and so that is down. Um, so that is 37% of my target. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So what was I last week? Um, I was 189.2. Oh, that's brilliant. No, Dave, that's good. Two pounds is good. Yeah. So, um, so I'm going to order a curry and get a bottle of yeah, wine. Well, treat, tonight. treat yourself. I won't feel as bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figure if I do it after the, if I do it right on the weigh-in day, that's the best yeah. time to do it, isn't it? Because you've got yeah. the whole week then. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of like my cheat. Your reward. I yeah. I, 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 nothing wrong with that, Dave. England are playing as well this week, aren't they, tomorrow? So that's going to be one where I will have a drink. So, no, brilliant. And as always, guys, if you want to follow along or, or you are doing something yourselves, just get in contact with us. You know, we don't have to discuss it on the podcast. Just give each other encouragement. That's what it's all about. So, brilliant, Dave. I'm hoping we have better news from me next week. So let's see. Awesome. Well, good luck. And Chris, it's been a pleasure again. I'll speak to you next time. Bye.